0: episode 243 of the biz talk with bill roy podcast the wichita business journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people places companies organizations and issues that are important to wichita's business community i'm managing editor kirk simonoff sitting in for bill Well, unemployment numbers are telling us that everything roughly is back to where it was before the pandemic hit in March of 2020. So why doesn't it feel that way? It's because of all the open jobs, not only in the Wichita area, but nationally with companies struggling to find workers. Keith Lawing, who's president of the Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas, joins me to talk about what he and the Workforce Alliance are seeing in terms of hiring numbers, and some solutions that could help fit prospective employees with jobs. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story takes a lighter look at what some Wichita business executives do to get away from work, to set their mind free and relax. We introduce you to a baker, a woodcarver, a pianist, and more. That story begins on page 10. Our list this week is the area's largest law firms. See who's at the top and why some firms in town are planning on growth this year. The list begins on page six. Our Young Professionals series this month spotlights those 20 and 30-somethings in professional services. You can meet them beginning on page 13. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 22. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Keith Lawing is president and CEO of the Workforce Alliance of Kansas, and a great person to speak with about uh, Wichita's w- current workforce challenges. Thanks for joining me, Keith. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, very happy to be here, Kirk.
0: So when I asked you to be our guest, you you sent me some eye popping employment numbers for South Central Kansas. You know, pre pandemic and then in now nearly two years that we've been in the pandemic. Um, Without looking without showing a spreadsheet, you know labor force and employment numbers, unemployment numbers, unemployment rate uh, since G- january 2020 they're, they're all you know very similar from January 2020 to now or your most recent numbers in November. Uh, ongoing unemployment claims down by about 45 percent. So you know if you' had seen these numbers back in March of 2020 when the when the employment numbers were starting to go south as the pandemic was picking up, I'm guessing you probably would have thought we would come through the pandemic pretty well, but how are you really feeling about these numbers now?
1: Well, I, I think you're right. I mean, if you would have told me, if I would have been able to forecast where we'd be in January of 2022, and I would say based on these numbers, the we had some level of economic recovery. Um, but I know that's not what I'm feeling. I know it's not what I'm seeing right now, and I certainly understand it's not what employers are experiencing. And really, what I think these numbers show, and, and they're they're not huge gaps. I mean, if you look at the number in the labor force, we're talking, you know, almost three hundred eighty nine thousand, and this is the ten county region, the Wichita labor shed. Um, we're now at three hundred eighty six thousand. So you know, maybe that's a little over two thousand person difference, but. It's across the board. We have fewer people employed. We have a lower unemployment rate. So, what that tells me is that people have left the workforce and right now they're not looking for work. And I think this really lines up with some of the national data that we've been seeing about 2021 being the great resignation, a lot of people who were displaced from jobs, um, you know, back uh, early on in this pandemic, you know, when, certainly when we hit that peak in April of 2020, they're really reconsidering you know, their futures for whatever reason, you know, maybe they didn't really like that job or they've always wanted to do something better or different. And they're exploring those opportunities. Um, maybe because of some childcare issues or issues with your children and going to school and maybe a two income household has decided we can be a one income household. And so you have one parent who's not working right now, not looking for work. So I think that that's one of the reasons that employers are really struggling right now in terms of getting a a number of job applicants and a number of uh, just the number of people in the workforce right now. We we haven't grown. I mean, typically Kirk, what I would say after a year and a half, and having some economic uh, uh, prosperity. I mean, you know, businesses, there's money to spend. Employers want to hire. I would see it, we would have a higher employment numbers and a higher labor force. Uh, So while it's not all bad news, um, I think it's indicative of really what's going on in the economy right now.
0: Are are Wichita's numbers, or like you said, the South Central Kansas numbers, are are they indicative of what we're seeing nationally or are there differences uh, in in our local numbers?
1: There's some differences by industry. I mean, I I think overall the trends are pretty solid across the country in those key employment sectors. you know, we're we're seeing growth in manufacturing. We're seeing opportunity there. Um, you know, obviously, I think retail and hospitality are, are, are still um, struggling and are continuing to struggle. Uh, and and some of the regional differences are, you know, luckily, and at least in this situation, we're not as dependent on travel and tourism and hospitality to run our economy as other uh, communities are. Um, so we're feeling a different kind of pain. Uh, I, I think our pain is more along the lines of some of our traditional industries um, are trying to get back up and and, and trying to <laughs> recover from kind of the twin hit we got. Not only was it the COVID uh, situation, but then with the impact of the 737 max production pause had an economic uh, uh, jolt to our system here in South Central Kansas. And Um, so I think those are some of the differences for us. We just, uh, but, but consistent, there is a certain level of consistency, uh, across the country when it comes to these labor issues.
0: You mentioned our, our traditionally, you know, our traditional employers, uh, aviation manufacturing that we're so dependent on in our area. Um, what are companies like, like Spirit Aerosystems and Textron Aviation having to do now? Because, you know, they both said that, they're looking to hire in the four figures, you know, at least a thousand in, in 2022. And that's that's great news normally. But finding those workers is, seems to be a, a huge challenge.
1: Yeah, and we've been in some initial conversations with uh, those two companies and others uh, trying to scope that out. You know, they're they're certainly getting through the recalls. Uh, there are a high number of layoffs, as we're all aware. Um, <clears throat> and they're really now looking at and, and this, again, I think for Spirit in particular, certainly predates, you um, the the crisis with the 737 Max, they were looking to diversify their customer base, trying to get into more defense opportunities, um, you know, maybe even some of the space uh, work that NIAr and Wichita State's been looking at. So, for Spirit in particular, I think this has accelerated their um, opportunity to, to to diversify their, their production portfolio. And, and they are looking at relocating workers within the plant. How do we take people who might have, you know, we had, uh, instead of working on the 737 MAX, do we have some defense projects? Do we have some other things? So they're looking to redeploy their workforce and how that makes sense for them. Um, you know, a company like Textron, uh, there's new technologies, um, new products, new manufacturing processes that they're Examining, um, but it's certainly going to impact workforce as well on the planning. But, but to your point, I think it's really going to be trying to find the availability of labor. So, you know, a lot of these positions require some level of skill, not a. A two-year or four-year degree, but, but a particular credential or certification. And we're really looking to <clears throat> increase access to those programs. Uh, how do we help people with scholarships? Uh, how do we promote those opportunities? Um, and those that's going to be a big part of our focus in 2022 is really looking to uh, uh, raise awareness about some jobs out there that have really good wages do require some skill, but how do you get somebody a scholarship? So yeah, I think you're right for those larger companies. It's really gonna be sourcing labor and getting people, um, I hate to use the term off the sidelines, but into the labor force. I go back to the numbers. I mean, we have fewer people in the labor force now than we did at the beginning of the pandemic. And my my assumption is, and my theory is, these people are able to work, they might be interested in working, but right now they're not looking for work. How do we get make it attractive for them to get back in the workforce.
0: Let's talk about the, the you know, typical aircraft worker. Uh, you know, we, we see stories around the country about different sectors of the economy where where employees or where workers can be more selective and pickier in what jobs they want to work or where they want to work. Uh, is that the same for an aircraft worker in, in South Central Kansas? Um, what enables them to be choosier or, or more selective in, in what job they want to find? Or, and I guess I'm talking about the prospective aircraft worker as well.
1: Well, I, I think a lot of it's going to be transferable skills. You know, as we all become more adept at technology and, um, and you're applying a technology maybe for one employer or, or, you know, one way, but your understanding of technology is increased. So you have a transferable skill. So I think a lot of folks are more marketable. Um, you don't need to necessarily. You can you can really build off your experience from one job and transition into another job. So I think there's there's more opportunities or the perception of more opportunities. I, I think you have a lot of people who are exploring right now, and they may or may not be successful. Um, and I think within aviation and within manufacturing, there's other opportunities for advancement. So if you've been you know, a sheet metal mechanic, and maybe there's an opportunity to become an airframe and power uh, mechanic, an AMP mechanic. And so you elevate your skill set within that industry. That, that's kind of where I see some of the selectiveness, uh, Kirk. Um, you know, what, what can I do? What am I good at? How can I apply that or leverage that into a different job opportunity, either outside into a different industry or even advancing within the existing industry?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, getting away from aircraft and manufacturing, just talking about all businesses in our area right now. Are, uh, have you seen so far that businesses as a whole are, are doing a good job of adapting and changing to, to what a more selective worker is, is looking for these days?
1: I, I think some are. I mean, I think we've seen some companies be very deliberate now uh, about really thinking um, job quality. Uh, mm-hmm. How they can be an employer of choice, and and you know some of the things about more flexible time for workers who are seeking a, a better work-life balance, you know, um, uh, helping, uh, people out in terms of, you know, having to take care of family members with some, some leave time and things like that, increasing wages. I, I mean, you know, it's the thing has been pretty well documented over the last year or so that a lot of employers, a lot of industries have, have increased wages, offered signing bonuses, um, you know, those are uh, things that um, you really haven't, I have not seen uh, to the extent uh, the, what they've been occurring the last 12 months than probably the previous 10 years. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think the, uh, it, it's a job seekers market right now. If you have some skills, if you have some abilities, um, you're willing to work, uh, you probably got a pretty good selection of job opportunities from employers who are willing to, to pay. Um, maybe more now than they uh, thought they would have to a few years ago. That's definitely going to be an adjustment. And that's touching on all industries. Um, I, You know, we never historically, Kirk, have had a hard time recruiting people into healthcare careers and professions. Um, it's, it's a challenge now. I think the current circumstances are, are, are the reason. And uh, so you see healthcare employers that are now offering signing bonuses, um, not only for nursing or direct patient care staff, but support staff in their facilities as well. So those are some of the disruptions that are really apparent right now in
0: the labor market. Mm-hmm. Let's talk location and in, in Wichita's benefits for a minute. Um, you know, I've seen stories on, on, on the migration of workers nationally who, you know, maybe don't want to work in a major metropolitan area that's too expensive and you can't afford housing and things like that. Then there's Wichita where we do have affordable housing and other economic advantages. Uh, can we as a city and a region take advantage of, of those kinds of workers looking for a new place to, to live and work?
1: Yeah, we can, and and we really are. Um, I, I think that is something. Again, we've been building on this um, for some time. You know, certainly pre-pandemic, we've been positioning Wichita a lot differently, uh, yeah, thinking about those great migrations. Um, you know, I think these mid-sized metro areas have really been flexing their muscle because some of the cost of living issues um, on the coast, or even in really you know, burgeoning cities like Austin, Texas or Nashville. Um, And so, yeah, I definitely, I I think Wichita is taking advantage of that. And so we've had some businesses relocate here because of those reasons and and not necessarily an impactful business that is bringing 5,000 jobs as of yet, but businesses that are bringing 100 jobs. 50 jobs, you know, um, and locating in Wichita because of the quality of the workforce, the quality of living, uh, the cost of living here. Um, and so that that's definitely an advantage we have. I think the reverse on that, uh, the phenomena is going to be the remote work option. And why I have not yet seen a significant impact on our labor numbers. I think on the margins, we are certainly seeing a lot of folks who are starting to get and pursue remote work opportunities, where the business you're working you're working from home now, and that your 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 actual headquarters is in some other city, some other community. And and how does that? How can we use that as an advantage in, in our region as instead of a disadvantage? And so those are some of the other things that I think COVID is just accelerating a shift towards we're already leaning in that direction but we're going to get there a lot quicker
0: because of the past few months mm-hmm. right that's something the greater wichita partnership has preached for a long time and and this is this is a time to take advantage of it i guess mm-hmm. Yeah, no
1: doubt. And I mean, for example, I I think Nova Coast is one of the well-known recent success stories and we've been in talks about them and they need to hire, you know, a hundred people and this is in a cybersecurity uh, kind of field. And that's where I'm going about the transferable skills. If you understand technology and you have experience maybe working with computers or working with machinery that is computer operated, um, you maybe have the ability to transfer Uh, your job prospects into a company like Nova Coast, because of what you already know, and it's not going to be that big a jump uh, skill wise to to get there. Those are the kind of businesses that we continue to bring to Wichita to bring to the South Central Kansas region. And they're starting to have an impact on our local economy.
0: Mm -hmm. Talk about how the pandemic has changed what you at the Workforce Alliance do and, and maybe how you do it. How has it changed?
1: You know, it's a lot of it is the customer connection piece of it. I mean, you know, we're very, you know, like a lot of organizations, um, businesses or not-for-profits, there was a lot of face-to-face interaction with clients, uh, a lot of filling out of paperwork, um, you know, and we've we've learned to use more technology and uh, we've become adept at, you know, we, I, I call us multilingual. I mean, we can we can do a Teams meeting on Microsoft. We can do a Google Hangout. We can do a Zoom meeting. Um, you know, we try to meet the customer and our partners where they are at, the technology that is most comfortable for them uh, so they can access services. Uh, We are looking at tools like a virtual job fair tool, um, which I would have never in a million years, five years ago, thought you could really be successful. I knew the technology was out there, Kirk, but actually how it is applied, is it useful? Um, So a lot of new technology tools and just in the different ways we convene people. I think like a lot of organizations, um, this whole thing about Zoom meetings or whatever particular virtual platform you have, I had Zoom for a long time. You know, I never really used Zoom all that much until COVID hit. And those things are going to last for us as an organization. I think in some ways they're going to make us a more efficient organization. I think technology tools will help us operate uh, better, serve our clients better. One of the challenges for us is the digital divide within the workforce. How many people are not quite comfortable with technology tools, you know, applying for a job online, going to a virtual job fair? I mean, you know, that for a job seeker can be intimidating. And those are some of the challenges that we're really trying to address is how do we help our job seekers um, and even businesses get more comfortable with using technology?
0: Boy, there's no doubt about that. I, I mean, you can use Zoom and Teams every day and still not be totally comfortable with it. I, it's it's a it's a process, that's for sure. I, I'm um, pretty sure the quote from 2021 has got to be "You're on mute." <laughs> <laughs> that's a daily occurrence at the Wichita Business Journal staff meetings. I tell you that. I, I wanted to ask you about uh, younger people entering the workforce, and that seems to be a key. Uh, people are saying uh, to some of the hiring challenges that our area faces, Uh, are employers getting that message and are are they taking that to heart that that's that's gotta be a focus for them?
1: They have, and this is an area that uh, we've certainly, the Workforce Alliance has been uh, working in for some time is trying to get that young person a first job or valuable work experience as a teenager, really trying to help them in their academic success and long-term career goals. And yes, businesses are very much being a part of this. They're, they're really recognizing that there's an opportunity um, to interact with students, you know, uh, middle school, early high school, and, and and get them aware of what job opportunities are out there. Um, you know, I mean, right now, if you're, I don't know, when I was 14, what I tell you I was going to be was going to be a professional athlete. <laughs> um, you know, I, I had a pretty good game. I, I was going to be the next tiny Archibald, you know. Um But realistically, you know, by the time I'm 18, you know, my goals kind of changed. And I think companies understand that if we can get kids to understand what maybe an engineering pathway looks like or what it looks like to become a journalist. And that's a realistic career goal for a person. So a lot of success in that. We're doing a lot of uh, work with businesses across um, and, and uh, the region and with the schools too. Um, USD 259 has been great partners in this. The Circle, Circle High School, we got a great partnership with them. Um, but yes, there are more and more high schools wanting to try to not really direct kids into a particular way, but to make them more aware of the opportunities when it comes to careers.
0: Your your youth employment project is, really seems like a well rounded program for a, for a teenager and I guess like you said even middle schoolers getting them uh, attuned to the the workforce uh, that maybe need some guidance that don't you know don't have a resume built uh, what what all do they do they encounter with your project?
1: Yeah, and so. Uh... We, through our youth employment project, we do um, a series of workshops, pre-employment workshops for these youth. And again, those are some of the issues that we address with them. How to fill out a job application. H- how do you develop a resume? Um, how do you conduct it yourself in a job interview and, and some financial literacy tools and, and job search tools and, you know, and those types of things. What are the employer's expectations for you as a worker? So, so young people understand that. And, and once they complete that process, then we really work to help them find jobs. Uh, you know, We work with companies, uh, Freddy's or Lane Enterprises that um, are hiring out of this pool of workers. And, and, you know, and this gives these young people an advantage in applying for those jobs. And then also working with businesses who are willing to provide a young person a summer internship. already um, you know, mentioned Spirit and Textron, the Wichita Business Journal has provided these kind of summer internships in the past. Um, and so we're going to be doing more of that this, in 2022. The last two years, um, we're really interrupted because of COVID. We did not have that many opportunities. Uh, we've substituted a few other activities around career awareness and career building. But I'm re- I really concerned, Kirk, uh, because of the last two years, uh, we're going to have a gap for a while. We're going to have, I think, potentially maybe some lower graduation rates There's going to be a disconnect between some youth and and career and job opportunities. So 2022, we're really going to refocus our efforts and try to bring more employers on, try to get more kids involved um, so we can really help them understand um, realistic career goals and, and then education opportunities to help them achieve those goals.
0: I, I really agree with you. I think we are in danger of using of, of losing maybe even more than a couple of years of students that just you know we lost for whatever reason during the pandemic. Uh, I'm glad to hear that that's that's being addressed. I'm going to ask you one more question and you've probably you've probably smashed your crystal ball by this point, but what do you see <laughs> ahead locally for uh, you know general workforce? in the next few months, maybe in the rest of 2022? Well, I'm, you know, I, despite
1: the overwhelming cynicism I feel at times, I am still an optimist at heart. Um, and, and I really, I think what we have been able to do in this community and some of the lessons that we've learned just during my career and some of the differences I see and how we're responding, to uh, This economic downturn, than maybe what we did in the early 2000s or after, you know, 2010, 2011. Um, I think as a community, we're pulling together. Uh, we're looking at opportunities. We're we're we're, we're, we're 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 more proud of Wichita and the opportunities that we have to offer. So. I, I'm feeling really good about things. I, I, you know, I think the opportunities within the aviation industry to grow. I already mentioned some of those areas around more defense work, um, bringing a different set of businesses in that we can help build off the skill sets of some of our workers that we have here. Um, I, I'm feeling really good about things. I, I think that. The partnerships, I just got off a call earlier, um, working with community partners about addressing the issue of childcare and how childcare is a barrier to people getting back to work. I was not having those conversations, Kirk, with my community partners 10 years ago. Right. So I really do think that we are positioning our, our, our um, resources in this community to line up very nicely and to really benefit the business community by um, having a really positive economic environment for them to operate in here in the Wichita area into the second, third, and fourth quarter of 2022. Uh, so I'm optimistic.
0: Good. Well, Keith Lawing, President and CEO of the Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas, a great source for for workforce numbers and and trends. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me. We'll be checking back in with you as 2022 continues. I appreciate it, Kirk. All my best. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 243. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy Hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. This Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well, be safe, keep those masks on, and have a profitable week.